Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hemostrage presenteras i samarbete med Nordic Spirit True White, den tobaksfria nikoprillan. Hello, this is Nergal from Behemoth and uh, I'm in the studio or home studio I'd say of Fredrik Strage, Fredrik Bloodbath. Uh, probably a descendant of famous um, Vlad Tepes, because that's what your last name suggests. It's a very bloody uh, last name. Anyways, uh, I'm overwhelmed by this place. It's I've already mentioned and complimented the building, the how beautiful it is, how stunning it is, and also the content of this apartment is just wow. I love it. I'm already like super jealous. Of all these books and uh, and LP collection, really good taste. David Bowie, The Cramps, Vatain. That's 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 exactly what, what you know what my what my taste is. And I love your shirt too because. Well, uh, thank you, Nergal. Yeah. Well, I, what am I wearing? Uh, you're wearing a Leibach shirt from not. Uh, it's not. It's not a really uh, good record, but Leibach is an amazing band and. Uh, and I actually, I'm friends with them. Friends is a big word, but I'm friends with Gregor, who's, who's manager, and I've met them a couple of times. Really cool and friendly people. We've even been talking about uh, eventual collaboration with Behemoth. But they are very difficult to approach, and they're very particular when it comes to, um, you know, working with other artists. So They're a bit like craft work in that aspect. I yes, suppose. yes. And I, I like what they could eventually do is probably like remix one of our songs or maybe two songs, but they are not, uh, you know, I'd be, you know, I'd be up for something more, like something deeper, something more engaging, but I don't know, maybe one day, hopefully. How was your flight here? It was, uh, it was yesterday. It was smooth. Uh, it was fast, uh, but I, I, I was drained as fuck, you know, because I came to this press tour, which has started in Helsinki yesterday. Uh, after festival season, 
So I came straight from France, I believe, hardly in a sleep, some nap on the plane, and I was a wreck. Two days before, I had a decent sleep, whole day of work yesterday in Helsinki, and now a whole day of work here in Stockholm. I read this really funny passage in your book, Confessions of a Heretic, where you talk about how much you hate people who clap their hands when the plane has landed. <laughs> and you, you claim that only Polish people do that. I've, I've actually seen Swedes do that as well when they come home from, you know, Mallorca or something. They, they clap their hands. A big round of applause for the pilot. Jesus fucking Christ, you know. And like, I remember that I wrote that, like, I mean, if you're on a bus, you know, do you also clap, you know, when you get to the bus and uh, stop? Yeah, I mean, you, you didn't like the entire Polish government die in a plane crash a few years back. Maybe that's why <laughs> no, they're so was, happy when, when they <laughs> land. It was way before. It was way before, like this stupid tradition, you know, it's just, it's, it, it has started way before. But, you know, that's how I see that they're like, oh, shit, we are alive. You know, this time it, we are lucky. That That's exactly how I see that, you know, and like, no, you're not lucky. You are in good hands, you know, because pilots are supposed to get you uh, safely from point A to point B in one piece. So fucking don't clap because, you know, they don't even hear it. And that's said officially. They never hear it. So who are you clapping for? <laughs> How does the Catholic Church feel about your new single, God Equals Dog? I hope they're, because it's sold out. So I really hope, you know, that like they, uh, they all bought it out, you know. So our fans, there's nothing left left for our fans. I read this very optimistic comment on YouTube where someone, you know, just pointed out that, after all, a dog is a man's best friend. So it's not something negative towards God. He's our best friend. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, the meaning behind the title and, and the approach of the title is, is, is way deeper than how people perceive that. But, uh, but it's also pretty entertaining to, to read the comments and to and to see how people play with it. So, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong, really. I mean, I was referring to the Alistair Crowley's quote that we actually use in a song that goes like that. Is a God to live in a dog? No, but the highest are of us. And uh, I just found it very inspiring. And that's how I decided, you know, to, 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 to use uh, God Equals Dog as a title. But then people, you know, I mean, it, it's funny, you know, how it's stirred up in so much controversy because of the title. It's, it's, it's weird, you know. I mean, I think the title actually brought more confusion than the song and the video itself, which is weird. As I, I asked you to, to bring a few songs with you. Sure. This is Midnight Choir, Mercy of Maria. Before we start, I'm just going to put in a pouch of tobacco-free snooze from Nordic Spirit True White, our sponsors. As I walk away, there's nothing to do but pray that Maria will take me in her arms. I, I'm not familiar with that band. Where are they from? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you a funny story, okay? I believe they're from Benelux or Netherlands. 
I'm guessing. I might be wrong. I believe there's a album called Life in Amsterdam or something, so I'm guessing maybe they are from that part of the world. The song is just, you know, touches my heart and it just it's beautiful voice and there's only this song, you know, just just you know go further and listen to more of the of their stuff. It's amazing. But lately I ha- I've had this um, project with a guy called John Porter. The, the the project is called Me and That Man. Yeah. And John Porter is an English guy. He's almost 70 now, living in uh, he's lived in Poland for like over 30 years now. And his ex-wife is a Polish pop star. And I remember like two years ago, I posted this on my Facebook and he made a comment, like, a pri- like it, it was a direct private message to me. Well, remember when I told you that my wife, uh, you know, cheated on me? Yeah. She did ex- she did it with the guy who produced that song. <laughs> But no hard feelings. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But anyways, I I love that song. I mean, it's it's so good. You actually left the Catholic Church six or six, six or seven years ago. Yep. Uh, in Sweden, if you want to leave the church, you just fill out a form and that's that. But it's, it seems to be a bit more complicated in Poland. Yeah, first of all, you're a way more secular country and way more civilized in many ways. And we are very backward thinking, very very conservative, rooted, we're deeply rooted in a, uh, like a bad conservative traditions. And that that binds us with uh, with church for for good and bad. And uh, if you wanna abandon church, if you wanna withdraw from from this institution, uh, that takes uh, some serious effort. So I was uh, it, it took me months of just going forth and backwards, you know, to like different uh, places, churches, office, church offices, and talking through. You know, several people, church people, priests, and going through interviews because number one rule for for a priest when he confronts apostasy or a person who wants to copy, commit apostasy, because that's a term of the apostasy of, is leaving the church. Yeah, it's leaving the church. Uh, is to stop you from doing that. So there, that that is a rule. You know, I mean he must have an interview with you and he must persuade you not to leave the church. Because the first thing he said to me is like, are you aware of the fact that doing that means that you burn bridge with the church forever? And I replied with, uh, with, with a huge smile on my face, I hope so. That's how our, uh, our conversation started. So, yeah, but I managed and I succeeded and I'm really happy and I really advise everyone too. You know, I, I just found it problematic, you know, and I just, I just found like a credibility crisis, you know, when uh, I am who I am and I do what I do for a living and I, and, and I stand behind what I say and, and, and what I do in life and in art and on stage, off stage. 
and I'm still in statistics, you know, I'm still a, a statistic Catholic, you know. So when you hear that like not 98% of Polish society is Catholic, does it really mean that it's that many uh, religious people there? No, it just means that like most of the people are not even aware they are counted in. I just didn't want to be that. So I, I want, you know. But was, having I, to go for interviews like that and them trying to convince you not to leave the church, it's uh, almost like when, you know, if, if you're a woman and you want to have an abortion and then yeah. in some states in the US you have to go to meetings yeah. where, where they show you pictures of aborted fetuses to, you know, stop you from having the abortion. Uh, yeah, I mean, like now I think the Polish law is 100% against uh, abortion. So so there's no even no interviews in Poland. You know, you if you're a doctor, if you uh, do abortion, if you run... A woman through abortion uh, uh, surgery, uh, you probably end up in jail. But that's again, you know, it's 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 a tax you have to pay, you know, on on on, on our politics, on on the on on where we are now. I mean, politically speaking. In your room, this is in your room by Tepesh Mode. Oh, that's one of my favorite bands. We let the morning come soon. I've seen them on the recent tour like a couple of times. I can never get bored with them. It's like I, I got this with some of the bands, you know, like Guns N' Roses, Depeche Mode, Slayer, Metallica. I always go back there like a bumerang, you know, to see their shows, and it, it always does the same to me. It just brings something like something very special in my system and I just get so inspired, so high, so to say. And um, if you haven't seen the recent tour, uh, Anton Corbine did like an extra video clips that you, I mean, because obviously there's a video clip too in your room, which is amazing from- With a uh, chair, with yeah, a yeah, sitting yeah. chain to chair. They've yeah, gone. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but for uh, just, I guess just for the touring purposes, he, did extra clips for the songs so in your room has a different uh, video clip yeah, like to, pro- to, to dancers in yes. the room right it's a beautiful ballet this is amazing it's really really good this is amazing and uh, I don't know if you remember there's another video that's even more touching it's walking in my shoes remember about this transvestite just getting ready oh yeah transvestite getting ready to go fucking out fucking hell it's, that's so touching that's actually so you know I was more impressed by Anton Corbin's work on this tour than by the actual music but it was you know visual, visual wise it was really good your favorite slave Skin. I 
So, so now you've played Mercy of Maria and a track from Songs of Faith and Devotion. It's very yeah. nice of you to bring Christian uplifting music here. <laughs> See, I told you I'm fucking bummed to that forever, you know. And, you know, I mean, like, there's no secret that I've been... I mean, like, I remember, like, the ne next song we're going to talk is going to be probably Johnny Cash or something. And my, my obvious choice would be uh, Hurt. But I'm like, ah, I mean, like, everyone fucking knows Hurt, you know, so... So uh, which track did you want to play uh, by Johnny Cash? Heart of Gold. Like the Neil Young song? Yeah, oh. which, which I honestly think that uh, Johnny Cash version, same like uh, Hurt by Johnny Cash, same like Personal Jesus, actually the only better versions than the originals. So uh, Heart of Gold by Johnny Cash is simply amazing. The original is amazing too, but I love that song. And I, and I love the lyrics too. I should get it tattooed on my back or on my chest or wherever. But it's awesome. Searching for a heart of gold, and I'm getting old. It keeps me searching for a heart of gold, and I'm getting old. remember it was 15 years ago when I was on a boat somewhere in Thailand getting seasick almost throwing up with my ex-girlfriend and uh, these ties there we were doing like the scuba diving course uh, with potty and scuba divers would just uh, put that song by Neil Young in the loop oh. and 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 I have this <laughs> you know this this image in my head like of me like going sick and like Neil Young uh, humming uh, the song Heart know? of Gold yeah Heart of Gold and I'm like okay but then when I came back I'm like I love that song it's, uh, it's beautiful so it stayed with me forever that keeps me searching for a heart of gold and I'm getting old that keeps me searching for a heart of I'm getting old. You traveled to Scandinavia a few times early in, in your career. Mm -hmm. what, what, what did you expect from you know Norway and Sweden? Did you? Because I, I met this guy from Mexico once who, who told me that he, he thought that everyone in Norway had corpse paint, like twenty four seven. Everyone listened to black metal. That it was this like black metal paradise with. Uh, well, I, uh, one of my very first uh, pen pals were uh, Scandinavians, and some bands that like grew really big later on, you know, like and they were not very big in the like early '90s, but we were on the same stage basically. And I remember I, we released our first record, Sven David Storming in the Baltic, and simultaneously Dimo Borgi released For Altid, and uh, I remember got the, getting like a full package, you know, like full of like. They released it through No Colors Records from Germany, and I got like a pack of CDs already. And it's like, hey, you want to trade? But I already got like five CDs or something. And like, sure, I do. And then I sent back uh, our albums, and we stayed in touch ever since. And it was like early '90s, like '90 what four or five, and it's been like over 20 years, and we've been friends ever since. We we stay in touch, and it's it's really cool. So it's been Dimu Borgir, it's been. It's been. Uh, I met Hellhammer there, and, and and from Mayhem. Yeah, and I, I, I had the stop in Gothenburg. I was friends with. Uh, I met Nifelheim guys there, 
and uh, Luciferian, like this ex-death metal band. I mean, they're no more, but former death metal band, really good one, by the way. And Michael Nicholson from from Dark Tranquility. I, I, I've had lots of friends here. And then I traveled to Bergen and, you know, hooked up with, you know, Gorgoroth guys and and Immortal and some others. So, yeah, it's 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 been really exciting, you know. It's been, I mean, like a whole Scandinavian scene was, was very, was super inspiring and still is, honestly, you know. I'm, I'm not here to lick ass, you know, but I must say that, like, Scandinavian scene in general is probably the most exciting, the most talented uh, scene out there. And I'm not just talking about extreme metal. I'm talking all, it feels like, you know, like you guys, you know, know how to play American music better than Americans, you know. I just can't think of a better band like Glam Rock or like, uh, or um, Stoner or whatever band in US than like Helicopters or fucking Backyard Babies or, um, uh, yeah, there's plenty of them, right? Uh, mustache is awesome. I, I fucking love Mustache. You know why they never like made a big career over there? You know, and they fucking kill most of the stuff in the US. So, but but in, in the early nineties, like extreme metal in, in Norway and Sweden was also extreme and like a, from a criminal point of view, they were actually burning churches and yeah. killing each other. Uh, how, how much of that you know affected you? Did did you? Because you write in your in your book Confessions of a Heretic that you actually had thoughts about torching a church but you came to your senses and felt that but maybe that's not a, the best idea ever yeah i mean i don't i don't really want to judge anyone here you know what i mean it's like it was it was an element in early 90s and even though i never followed it and i and i never ended up in jail fortunately i decided to just go more intellectual so to say and uh and some of the some of the leaders and some of the musicians decided to go that way as well, you know, like, you know, Eason from Emperor and some other guys, they just, they just went the other direction, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't genuine, it wasn't sincere, it was. They just decided a different path and, and uh, I wasn't like, I, I've never been like really like a vulgar, you know, like kind of guy, you know, so, but, um, <sighs> I don't want to say that I supported it, but <laughs> it feels weird, you know, I'm like, but there's something, you know, if I see a photo of a, of, 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 ch- of a church on fire, there's some, the level of satisfaction definitely increases in, in, in me and some kind of, I don't know what you call it, like, it's, it's, it, it sparks something. It's 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 pretty vital and it's very rebellious. And it's I know it's primitive, and I, I would hate to see firemen die uh, when they you know try to stop the fire. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 pretty complex. Uh, I, I once spoke to Eric Danielson from Watain mm-hmm. about this, and he, he had this uh, friend whose name, or she used to be called Church Burning Sarah, because she, she torched a church north yeah. of Uppsala in, in Sweden. And um, uh, the police got her after that. And they, she, she had to, you know, pay a huge, uh, she had to pay all the damages and everything. Yeah. And then he, he met her like 10 years later and asked her, Eric asked Church Burning Sarah if she regretted anything. And she said, well, I had to pay 25,000 euros. That's nothing. I would totally do it again. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's. Um, I like that kind of you know relentless people and how how passionate they are, 
and um, like church on fire is 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 a very strong metaphor. It's a strong symbol, you know, of of this relentless rebellion, and it has never stopped really. I, I mean, there's not many church burnings out there, you know, but it's. It's a it's a very strong symbol, you know, and something that we look up to. Phil, if you're into black metal, if you're into like the occult, very few of the symbols that you play around with would exist if it wasn't for the church. Of course. And you know, if you listen to the new Behemoth album, there are a lot <laughs> of very you know church-like choirs. Uh, the whole uh, you I mean, know, if you see, spirit is very very of course church-like. Of course. I mean, I I, I never claim otherwise. I mean. But that's where I come from. That's my roots. I mean, I, I, I wasn't born in Palestine, you know. I wasn't born in Tel Aviv, you know. I was born in uh, Poland. I was raised Catholic. I was Catholic until like early teenage years. And uh, I know what I'm standing against. But um, the system and this tradition was inbred in me. And uh, I've always been very fascinated by its aesthetics. I'm, I still am, and it's, it's ever-growing interest. And wherever I go and I see, like, old churches, I always go and visit. And I don't know, like, in a few days I'll be in Palermo. I, just, I definitely want to see, like, the catacombs and, 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 like, all these church-related stories. They're awesome. They're, they're super inspirational. But, um, you know, that's... I steal a lot from the Bible. I, I steal a lot. From, I, I take a lot from this well of inspiration, but I just twist the meanings and I just throw it back at them, at my opponents. And uh, I don't, I don't mind doing that. I just, I just think I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my spirit. That's my, that's my duty. That's my, that's in my jazz. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't really analyze, like analyze it too much too deeply i just music and art happens to me very intuitionally and i i just grab a piece of paper i just grab guitar and it just flows through me and it just comes out of my system and sometimes it takes me years to realize oh that's what i meant through that song oh that's what i meant by taking that picture so i first act and then think Negro, skinhead rock and roll. From the latest album, right? Yes. Rock, and, rock and roll machine. Out on the streets, hunting the night. You know you gotta chase a feeling. Keep going faster than the speed of light. Can't you feel your head is reeling? No use for the old guy. Too late to One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. 
Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Skin and rock and roll. You've played a I got erection live a few times. Yes, yes, several times and they noted that. They 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 realized that and they they actually uh, big fans of that version. And I, I remember why we did that also, because uh, Turbo Negro became like a big soundtrack to the most disastrous and dangerous and craziest, most craziest parties um, on the Bohemian bus in, let's say, 15 years ago when we were traveling across America. Like every time some, like we, there was alcohol and other stuff around and someone would put Tilbro Negro, it always ended up with someone being hurt, with something being destroyed. And uh, so we came to the point that, you know, we just, we uh, said, okay, no more Tilbro Negro, you know, like it's not allowed on our bus, you know, and, but we love that band. We honestly love that band. And I remember I came across this uh, satirical version of I Get Erection and I checked it out and it's like, it's cool, but it should be done better. So we started, uh, we didn't do a, a studio version of that song, but we brought it live and it did the trick. It was amazing. This track, Skinhead Rock and Roll, is probably the funniest song they have ever written because they sing, witness the power of Skinhead Rock and Roll, and then they have these cheesy synth- 80s synthesizers. I, it's <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love the whole record, but uh, I, 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 I actually work out a lot to that song uh, very often. And this, this album is like a huge tribute to like 80s, to Van Halen, to ACDC, and there's so many like references that I that I love about that album. And uh, as much as I like the, the, the previous one because it's the second one with the new vocalist, this one easily matches with the classics, with uh, Party Animals, with uh, Retox, with uh, Scandinavian Leather. According to my taste, obviously, you know, I love that record.
How did you feel when you were prosecuted for blasphemy? It's almost 10 years ago now. Well, I, I confront that, uh, that kind of accusations and court cases uh, continuously. So it's, it's it's still going on. Yeah, and not that case. There was not a that Bible, case, no. there, but there's more coming. There's like every season, there's new. Uh, it's they they keep me entertained. Well, there was this thing about your tour T-shirts last year. They accused you of yeah, um, uh, kind of uh, messing up the the, the Polish the emblem, Polish yes. national symbol, the, the yeah. eagle yeah, yeah, yeah. that you had on your yeah. I won the case shirts. and I wore the Bible case, but there's more coming and uh, like what? Yeah. Uh, my friend Tom Gabriel Warrior from uh, Celtic Frost um, granted me this art piece that is like a wooden penis, and uh, Jesus is is just spread on the penis, and it's metal pe- uh, Jesus spread on on on, on the wooden um, like a dildo, but it's it looks really beautiful, and I think it's very nice, and. Uh, and I remember I just, I did like a short clip on my Instagram and I was waving that in front of me and um, and the shit storm and the shit uh, has hit the fan and uh, and it's all started and like it got really political, you know, and there's some politicians that took, like that made their comments that uh, they're going to do everything that's humanly possible to put me behind bars for what I did. And I'm like, I didn't, I mean... Why me? You know, I didn't even make it. You know, it's just it's like taking just taking something off your wall. You know, you get a lot of photos. Just imagine, you know, you take a photo of something or whatever, and someone gets gets uh, offended with that. That's bullshit. That's 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 really surreal. You know, because it stays like clear and proud on my all my social media profiles. Do not enter, and it's all in Polish, obviously, you know, because only Polish people tend to get offended. Do not enter if you don't agree with my political or religious views. You may get offended, so please do not enter. So it's there's a warning. Don't go there, you know. I mean, they should stay in their Catholic safe space, perhaps. Probably, probably. I but mean, do, do these conservative forces realize how much free publicity they give you? Because I mean, Behemoth was was a big band before the blasphemy yeah, court yeah, case, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you took on a like you reached a whole new level internationally. Yeah, after it that. just it just it just went mainstream. Really, it went mainstream. But uh, it's there's advantages and disadvantages of the situation. Why? Because on one hand, obviously, it's a free publicity, and there's not and there's it just it just builds us an extra platform to reach out to bigger crowds, which is awesome. But on the other hand, it makes us a number one public enemy and and uh, an easy target for any kinds of uh, psychos and stalkers and and all the antagonists, you know. We are number one target, so it's easy to shoot at us. And we're always under the radar, always. So whatever I do, I always like I in the in the back of my head, I know there's gonna be always like a massive wave of cri- uh, criticism and hate, and eventually another attempts to bring me to the court and 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 and, uh, and punish me. I know that you were once approached by this fan, or you thought that she was a fan, and yeah. then she reaches for her pocket yeah, and she pulls yeah, out a yeah. bottle. And then, and then she tries to throw holy water on you. Yeah, yeah. It but but it, you know, as you point out, it could have been like hydrochloric acid. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. But that that thought came later. First, I was just I was just reacted by 
but he, um, I, be, I believe I, I kicked out that off her hands and, uh, and I just ran away because I didn't know what's that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, it may get dangerous. It may get um, out of control, but... but you, you don't have bodyguards or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> when we are on tour, we, we pay attention to what we do, you know what I mean? And especially in Poland. Otherwise, we I feel pretty safe and I I don't really feel there's like any da- like serious danger that, that that's lurking out there in the shadow waiting to, you know, to to hurt me. Poland is a, is a tricky place. You know, I love Poland, I, but I have this very ambivalent uh, relation to my own country. And uh, as much as I think there's a huge potential and there's and this is amazing country and it should be way further and way higher than than what it is now. There's there's also like this, you know, dark side of it and dark side is, you know, the 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 conservative and and backward thinking uh, tendencies that I'm officially against and I'm fighting them and 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 I do not agree. Here's a song I thought we'd listen to. <laughs> how come you? How come you? You found that? Well, this is one of your favorite tracks from your teenage years, right? Yeah. This is um, Combi. Yeah. What's from, the, the track called? Uh, it's called, it's, it has a Polish title, it's not gonna tell you much. Zlodkiego. Słodkiego miłego życia. Czy to już znasz, kochanie? Czy nie wiesz, jak to jest? Czy wierzysz im bez granic? Czy zechcesz wierzyć w mnie? A few years ago, you were basically deported from Russia. Yeah. What, what happened there? Well, there's been some activists that just tried to stop us from playing in Russia and they consider us being like some kind of like political and religious danger to their system, which is stupid, of course, you know. I mean, who, I mean, like why they would fucking care about like some, some boys with guitars, you know, making some noise, you know. Coming from Poland, I mean, compare Poland to Russia, it's just like comparing a bird to a mouse. Just cool down, people, you know. It's like we just came there to, you know, to celebrate music and, 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 and eventually make some money and that's it, you know. But um, no, it got out of control, it got political. They nailed our airs in, first in uh, Murmansk during the first show. Uh, but they didn't arrest us, but they just took out our fingerprints and they just did an interview and then they... Uh, forewarned us that if we continue touring we might face uh, problems in other places as well and well and and we did 
have problems in Ekaterinburg. When we are arrested and we end up in jail for a night, we we were convicted the next morning and deported. And apparently it's been a five-year ban, which should end anytime soon. I guess within next year we should be able to fly back to Russia and play again. But will we? I don't know. It, it, it really depends. But I would love to go back there because it's a great... It's a great country, actually. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Russians. I'm not the biggest fan of their politics and the, the way countries run. But, I mean, I have lots of friends there and it's really genuine, honest, uh, diehard, passionate people and huge following and beautiful women and great history, great liter- literature. So I, I would really love to go back there, especially Moscow. It's just beautiful. Petersburg is beautiful. So, yeah, cross fingers. Of course, we need to play something that will remind you of your hometown. Danzig. called Wolverine that was very Danzig-like. Yeah. And Wolverine's third album is on uh, SoundCloud. You you can listen to it there. Really? Uh, And your your voice is, you know, you you do a pretty good Danzig impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, was, it was a very, like, fan, it was, it was a Danzig worship band, basically, you know. I remember you had this in Sweden, there was this band called Glanzig. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> no, I haven't heard them. There was a band called Glanzig, and they that was like a one-to-one imitation of, of Danzig. And it was done beautifully. It was done like really well with all the details. Amazing. Check it out. It's a Swedish band from, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. It just probably released just one album, and I like that. So I guess I was pretty much inspired by all this. Like, yeah, I want to do that too. So this music has always been there with me. And I've always been a great fan. And not just because you felt a connection to your city, because, you know, Danzig is the yeah, German yeah, yeah, name yeah, of Gdansk. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I just, I just, I just love it, like the, this devilish, you know, rock vibes. And, and it's still there with me. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually highly privileged and, and, you know, to be an honor to be friends with Glenn. I actually met him like two weeks ago at Wacken. Um, and catch uh, caught like most of their show and it was it was still awesome he still got that fire and I even traveled to LA and uh, Las Vegas to see uh, Glenn with Misfits original and lineup and and Dave Lombard on drums and that was wow I loved it Your last album is called The Satanist, but would you describe yourself as a Satanist? Yeah, 
Because I was thinking, you know, in terms of actually believing in demons, believing in, in darkness and trying to, like, you know, some black metal bands do, where they, they actually try to connect to darker spirits. Yeah. Um, I mean... Are, are you into that as well? Like what Tain is? Uh, uh, probably in a different ways. We have our own ways. They have their own ways that I truly respect. But we have our own ways. But, uh, I mean, hey, we've been using Satan as a metaphor, as a weapon, as a very strong tool throughout the whole history of the band. It started with the name that represents Satan. And we would just go further and further in the studies of Satanic archetypes and Luciferian archetypes and Promethean uh, attitude and, and all these outcast beings that I've always been drawn to. And uh, to me, it's a, it's a very strong metaphor. And, and, and it's, it's, Satan's always been there on the banner of, of freedom to me. And it, Satan equals freedom to me. Why? Because it's, uh, it's still like the strongest archetype that represents a rebellion in, uh, in the very place that we are, uh, that we live. You know what I mean? I mean, I, again, you know, what I said about uh, Christian uh, traditions, you know, it comes from a Christian tradition and it was inbred in my system. I didn't ask for that. It was like, boom, it was like a chip. It's in me. But in order to keep balance of my nature, unlike Catholics and unlike Christians, unlike uh, monotheistic religious people, uh, I don't want to castrate my dark side. I want to embrace my dark side and I want to, um, I want to make friends with my demons, so to say. I'm all saying this, I'm, you know, I'm talking like metaphors now and it sounds like a, you know, it's more poetic way, you know, but I guess, you know, if Gustav Jung would be sitting here, he just, he would just, he'd probably be, um, explaining this on a, on a scientific level, you know, and, you know, psychic level, because there, there must be one, you know, it's like embracing your, your shadow and, uh, and uh, making friends with your shadow. And that's how I see that. And I don't want to castrate it. I came up with this metaphor that I, I hope that is very, uh, that perfectly portraits of how I see that versus uh, a, a Christian tradition is like, Christianity has always forced human being to, to like imagine, can you, could you live with one leg? You could, right? But it's way better, it's way more comfortable to use both legs, you know, you can run, you can jump, you can do way more options, you know. That's exactly how I see that, you know, Christianity is, is walking with one leg. I, I reject that option, I don't want it, you know, I want to be like full healthy, having like all the limbs and, and making right use of it for right reasons. Thirteen cultists held a secret meeting bringing power Let's wrap this up by listening to something really yes. satanic, the, probably the first satanic rock album. The circle, known as Micaiah, drank the blood of a young baby offered unto him. They danced ecstatically so this is the American band Coven. 
Haven. The album Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls from 1969. It was pulled from the shelves from record stores after the Manson murders because it was considered too yeah, controversial. Like a soundtrack to, to Have the you listened to it before? Uh, I didn't listen to it. I know they're back now, but what we did, we actually stole some of their samples and used it in our songs. Ah. And uh, we never asked for permission. So now officially I'd say uh, thank you so much for inspiration and uh, and sorry for for obnoxiously just taking some of your like pieces as like you know, like pieces of the black mass that we use in a in our uh, during our concerts. We didn't put it on the album, but. Um, but it's on our concerts. The head of the family, a witch hunter named Reed, had burned their leader at the stake, soon he'd regret his deed. Pain from devil's weevil, thirst and suffer till he'd show the match to take over and his soul did feel the roar. Incantation were still louder and there's a track here called Black Sabbath, and they were, were not aware of the band Black Sabbath. Oh, wow. Also, the bass player called himself Oz Osborne. Really? Without knowing, you know, that's a pure coincidence. Wow. Covenant Sharing Cross. It's, you know, it's very light and hippie like. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. But, but still, it has this dark power. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Isn't it the same with the doors? Like, people think the doors is like a flower power music, but it's dark as fuck. It's, it's very decadent it is very it's 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 black it's it's and then if you if you ever been to LA and you've been to probably LA yeah yeah sure I mean like people go there and they think it's all about just this you know it's like a surfer's paradise blah 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 and it's 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 pretty dark place you know despite the, the sun that's still on it's you can you can sense the darkness there I, I do every time I go there it's not it's a nice place, but there's something lurking there, and and it's and it's evil. And I think that the the doors were, like like manifesting that to some extent. How did you feel when, when you discovered that you were growing horns? I read in your in your book, yeah, Confessions no. of a Heretic, that you discovered <laughs> lumps on your forehead that you actually that felt like horns. Yeah, that's how my, that, that's how leukemia started manifesting on my body. Uh, it started with one horn here and the other one uh, like here, and I'm not even joking. I know it's funny, and then it started with this too, and then like it like all over my head, wherever there was hair, there was like this quite big goosebumps. And they stayed there for weeks. So that was actually how... The first sign of, uh, of lymphoma. lymphoma. The, the, yeah, the lympha was just, you know, there was some kind of, um, some weird process, you know, that, that we just manifesting that in that way. And uh, I was, at first it was funny, but then I was concerned about that. And... Uh, but since the situation was very serious and it was new death situation, <coughs> I always like to balance it out with something funny. So I remember, 
I was already um, I was already sick, and I was already had I've already had that all over my head. And we were playing at Metal Blade Days in Slovenia, and it was us. And on the same bill that was decapitated, our friends. Uh, yeah, the Polish band. Uh, there was a lot of like ex- cool activities out there, so we both decided to have a, a, a paintball match. And uh, it was us against the decapitated. I don't know, and we won, but th- it's not the case. The case is that you you wear these uh, glasses, but yeah. they don't cover your head. And I remember once I got shot straight in one of these horns that we've just been talking about. And it was super painful. I was like, holy fuck, why it hurts so bad, you know? So uh, it's supposed to be funny. It's fucking awesome to be talking to you, buddy. Uh, we surely, uh, uh, Darren, we must come back here and continue because it's just too nice here. It's a beautiful uh, environment. And Frederick Strage, Frederick Bloodbath. Well, that's uh, an Italian. St- strage in Italian strage, means Bloodbath. Strage, 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 bellissimo, Rocco, uh, Cazzo. It's been a great uh, talker. And uh, thank you so much for a lot of uh, not standard questions. And it's been awesome. And... Um, you are a talker, I'm a talker. We could probably go on for hours. Probably, yeah. But it's been awesome. Thank you so much for, for hospitality and having here. Awesome. Take care. Hajdo. Hajdo. Dziękuję. Proszę. Podcasten producerades av Leon Media i samarbete med Nordic Spirit True White. Producent var Daniel Bäckström och Nargal från Behemoth var hemma hos Dragen. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.